That's what I love about Sunday. I sing along as the choir sways. Every verse of amazing grace. And then we shake the preacher's hand. Go home into your blue jeans. Have some chicken and some baked beans. Pick a backyard football team. Not do much of anything. That's what I love about Sunday. I stroll to the end of the drive. Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CDE Light Band offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allard. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that all of a sudden has a whole lot to talk about. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. So we haven't talked since the Super Bowl. Yeah. So let's talk about the Super Bowl. Did you like the Super Bowl? Was it a good uh, one? I got my prediction wrong, but well, that's kind of your, been the entire you got thing. Every prediction for all of the playoffs wrong. I think that's an unsung talent of mine. Um, but I mean, congrats to LA. So you're saying everybody should just start fading you on all their bets? Oh yeah, easily. Okay, easily. So Alex picked the Bengals. Obviously, I, I said I wanted the Bengals to win, but I picked the Rams, and uh, I was right on why I picked the Rams because okay. Aaron Donald and the defense are a problem. Very. Aaron Donald should have been the MVP, in my opinion. Aaron Donald was the MVP. I don't care who they gave it to. <laughs> Aaron Donald's my MVP. Cooper okay. Cup was the offensive MVP. Aaron Donald was the MVP of the game because he won it. Because yeah. uh, if he doesn't get the Matt, not Matt, he doesn't get the Joe Burrow on that last play, he hits Jamar Chase wide open for a touchdown. Oh, he's, I mean, he was, he was streaking down the side. Wide he, open. he burned Jalen Ramsey. I mean, Jalen Ramsey got burned on that play and still somehow is not the worst corner in that game. Oh, man. Burn apples. Eli Apple oh is garbage. Oh, my gosh. He was, he's, he's, so he's been bad forever. Yeah, I have no idea why he's like their starting quarterback. Has he ever been good? Was he good at Ohio State? Maybe. Congrats, know. you covered guys at Iowa. I mean, and he was awful in New Orleans. Boy, you so. locked down Northwestern. Whoa, God. Man, Rutgers <laughs> got nothing on you, Eli. I mean, he hasn't covered a guy in the NFL <laughs> since he got drafted. He was bad for the Giants. He was bad for the Saints. He's terrible for the Bengals, and he lost him a Super Bowl. Yeah. Because he couldn't cover Cooper Cup. And I mean, can can if, anybody really cover Cooper if Cup? If Eli though? Apple is your solution to Cooper Cup, you don't deserve a Super Bowl anyway. This is true. What do you think about the halftime show? I thought it was the greatest halftime show I've ever watched in all of ever. I was sitting – like, I went to a Super Bowl party with a couple friends of mine, and I was just absolutely jamming out to every single song. I enjoyed it. I wish maybe one last person had been there, and they could have each played a little more. Yeah, I mean, I wish Eminem had another song. I feel like Eminem and Kendrick Lamar both really got the short yeah. end of the whole stick because I they mean, snuck 50 Cent in right there at the beginning that nobody knew it was coming. I went crazy whenever I saw 50 Cent because like, I saw him hanging like hanging down, and I was poor like, guy who the heck is that? Poor guy couldn't breathe upside down. <laughs> no, he could not. It's not 2004 <laughs> anymore. Oh, man. But it, it, was lovely. it was fun. It was good. It was a good Super Bowl. Yeah. In other news, beach volleyball, reigning champs. Picked to once again be the champs. As one would expect from the reigning champs. As one should. Uh, Brooke Moore and Marlena Bullington also named to the preseason top 10 list in the OVC. Marlena was tied for sixth. Um, That's incorrect. 
it's not the facts are correct, but it is an right. incorrect selection. She is not right. the tied for sixth best player in this league. She is at worst top three. I can get behind it. And I, that's probably still a little too much. She's probably the top. She's a t- not probably. She's a top two player in this league. And Brooke Moore at eight. Really? Yeah. Really? It's. I'm. I'm not gonna say Brooke Moore. Brooke Moore might not be top two like Marlena, but she's she's top five. Oh, e- easily. I mean, Brooke Moore is. Brooke it's Moore. Uh, Come on. I mean, she, it's, it's yeah. just incorrect. It's just incorrect. They got the team right. Yeah. I mean, at least beach volleyball knows how to get a team right. They, <laughs> Alex still salty about some tennis preseason rankings. Uh, they didn't get the players right. That order is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's incorrect. And uh, that's my official stance. I mean, at least those players are going to walk into the season with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, I if, if anything. If they even care about the preseason rankings. That's a good point. Who, who cares, who cares about your silly preseason rankings? They're just rankings. Are just incorrect and wrong. Yeah. Alex, let's talk about some sports that have happened. Okay. Let's talk about basketball. There's specifically. The men's basketball. There's been a lot of basketball going on. There's been a lot of basketball on both sides of Mm -hmm. the uh, Austin P basketball equation. Yeah. So, I mean, for the men, was it February 10th? So, what about like a week and a half ago? It's been just over a week, I would say. Okay. I would say it's uh, it's a pretty good week, really. Yeah. I mean, overall, uh, the men open up with a 74-66 win against SEMO. Wire to wire, Govs lead the entire time. I mean, when you're the team that hits 12 threes and you hold the other team to five, you're definitely not, not going to lose many games like that. That's a 21 to 15 advantage. Yeah. Not, nope, nope. That's no, not, it's not, no, that's not good. 36 enough. to 15. Yeah. Nope. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Please I, continue. I was just going to agree with you. <laughs> but no, um, after that, I want to say it's been like after SEMO men pick up the win against Tennessee State, that was a fun game. I mean, we had the jersey retirements that day. You had a lot of the alumni in the stands. It was loud. It was the biggest crowd we've had all season. Um, and, I mean, it ends kind of how you would expect. Tariq Silver, pull-up mid-range jumper, bang, with like a second left on the clock. And the glass is open on Saturdays. Or the, glass, the, the, the bank, bank, the is, bank open. is open on Saturdays. Tariq said he called bank, too, which he, I thought was the greatest thing in the world. He claims he called bank. I'm going to need to see a replay on that one to believe him. We'll, we'll have to pull that up. But no, and then after that uh, little Valentine's Day game, the men beat EIU 62-54. to I mean, I know that's only an eight-point game, but it really felt like a lot more throughout that game. I feel like it was a big lead to start, and then it yeah. kind of just diminished could, late. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of just – I don't want to say they coasted late, but, you, I mean, they, they played pretty good defense on um, in the second half overall. Also, EIU zero threes in that game. I don't know if that's something Austin P has ever done before, but I'm sure they have. It's probably it's been a it's minute. Just it doesn't happen often, right? Especially not today. Yeah, like the women have gone 462 straight games with a three pointer. I just know that off the top of my head. That that's a great stat. It is. I love it. Um, but yeah, so after that 6254 game, Gubs travel up to Callaway County. Tough um, one. That was a tough one. 91-56, number 21 team in the country. I mean, they're the number 21 team in the country for a reason. Yeah, they are. Um, but just skipping over that one. No, uh, man, no, nothing to talk about there. No. It was a bad night for all. It really was. Um, after that, the Govs faced Tennessee Tech. Um, you, I mean, that was a close one, too. It was 73-69. Tennessee Tech takes the game. They were out of it for a minute. They I mean, were they, down. They, they, they were down big. Um, was it, like, late in the first half? I mean, even points the, or something? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, they battled back. I want to say, like, we took the lead at one point. Took the lead, yeah. Um, 
I mean, like there was never a point in that game when I was like, oh man, we're just, we're out. Like there's no way we can come back because we kept on making the shot to, you know, cut it within 10, cut it within five or whatever. We hung right around like three or four back for like half the game, I feel like. We really did. And then, I mean, late in the game, we, we just couldn't hit those shots late in the second half to, you know, retake the lead with They a used them all up left. to get there and they ran out when they got there. Exactly. And I mean, it would, it's a hard one to lose, but, you know. I think you'll take a three and two week. I would, honestly. Um, and, yeah, I mean, now you're just looking towards the last two games of the season. You know, you want to finish strong because right not now – Not in the tournament yet. You're not in the tournament yet. I mean, with with a win, so you face SIU. We're going to talk about tournament scenarios in the second okay. half. So gotcha. let's let's save the scenarios. I got you. I got you. Let's talk but, about senior day for the yeah. men. So, yeah, I mean, you had, what was it, Tariq Silver, Elton Walker – and DJ Peavy, uh, recognized senior day. Um, you know, I mean, especially for a guy like Tariq, like whenever he came out there with his family and stuff like that, because you got to remember, Tariq's a Clarksville guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to high school here, and, you know, he came back here for his final season. And, I mean, to, to see him get recognized. Um, and also also a guy like Elton Walker. I mean, Elton, you know, we give him the middle name Sky for a reason. I mean, this guy has been electric ever since he got here. Um, a lot of fun to watch. Um, same with DJ. DJ's come up a lot. He's been this here season. four years, right? He's been here for a few years. Okay. Um, two, two or three, I want to say. I got you. Um, I mean, he's really turned into a, a good scoring guard for us, especially this season. I thought he's really – he's one of those guys that throughout the season this year, he's really gotten better on maybe like a week-by-week basis. Um, so, I mean, hats off to all those three guys. I know none of them have been here for like, you know, every single game of their career, but they, every single one of them has been a lot of fun to watch. So – yeah, to the women. To the women. Uh, the women started the same schedule as the men. We uh, we had the we had the old Dunn Center sweep last week. You always love to see it with the uh, the four game sweep of Semo and Tennessee State. The women won seventy nine to thirty eight against Semo. That is the largest margin of vi- or excuse me the second largest margin of victory in an OVC game in program history, behind a uh, forty eight point win over Tennessee State in like two thousand four. Yeah. Uh, forty one points. That's good. It's quite a bit. Quite good, and if you thought that was good, they ca- the women came out the next day and held Tennessee State to 37 points in a 57-37 win. That's the first time in program history that the women's basketball team has held back-to-back opponents under 40 points, and they did it in a conference game. Uh, not bad. No, not not very. They also won the turnover battle against the Tennessee State team that ranks in the top five in the country in turnovers, turnovers forced, or excuse me, turnovers forced, turnovers forced per game, and steals. So things went downhill after that. Yeah. Tough one at UT Martin on Valentine's Day, 57-60. to uh, UT Martin teams just got our number for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I refuse to believe that team is better. Than they us. aren't. Like, they aren't. I don't know what happens when we play UT Martin. No idea. <laughs> Pipkin didn't even score 33. I don't know how it happened. It's a blur. I don't remember what. <laughs> I don't remember how we lost that game, but we it's, lost. It's been a minute. And it makes me mad. Ugh. Doesn't make me as mad as the uh, Wednesday game at Callaway County, Kentucky, against uh, the horse team, mm-hmm. where we lost 68-61 in overtime, despite a 26-10 to difference in fouls called. That's 26 in favor of the Racers yep. and 10 in favor of uh, the Austin Peay Governors. However, with a plus-16 foul call, the Racers were still only able to beat us by seven in overtime. You do the math there about which team's better if uh, the fouls aren't plus 16 yeah. to one side. If it's within three, the Governors win that game by 10. 
I'd say by more than 10. You know what? I'll get on that train. I'm, uh, I'm frustrated about that one. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's skip over it. Just a bad week for the guys in Kentucky. But, ladies, bounce back. Bounced back with a big senior day win. 71-61 to over Tennessee Tech. First win against the Golden Eagles since 2019. Snapped a five-game losing streak in the series. And kept their hopes alive for the number two seed in the postseason. Uh, that Tennessee Tech team's good. I'll give them that. Uh, they, they, I mean, they've got a lot of good players. I think they probably had the most preseason All-OVC players this year. Uh, that, of course, number went down when they lost Jordan Brock, who might be their best scorer in the preseason. So that one hurts. And then they lost their point guard in the middle of yesterday's game, uh, Jada Gwynn. Hope she's doing all right. She had a uh, – I think it was a – I don't know what the injury was, but she, she took herself out of the game and her and her trainer got off the court pretty quick. So I hope she's doing okay because she's a good player. She leads that team in assist. So that's a big blow to them if she is out for any kind of time. Uh, but, yeah, big win. Big win no matter who's on the court. Uh, Tennessee Tech team's in second place still. Guys are right behind them in third. So got to beat them to catch them. Yep. Senior day, too. Yep. Big senior day. It was. Had a t- pair of uh, four-year seniors, Casey Kidwell, Maggie Knowles. Shout out to them. They've been here for four years. They've taken the Govs to the OVC tournament in all four seasons. That's something you gotta you got to note, I feel like. Also, Shy Booker, wish she could have been here, but she was not able to be at the game yesterday. Um, hate that she wasn't able to be there. Glad that she got recognized on Twitter and the video and, and on the graphic and all that. Hope she is doing all right. And then Yamiah Johnson and Carly Pace. A couple transfers. It's yep. kind of the same thing for Tariq. It's for right. Carly. Clarksville kid. Carly spent four years at EIU, though. Tariq was kind of bouncing around for a couple years. Carly comes back home to play her final season here. And I had a big crowd, big family presence in the house. And then Yamiah had her mom here as well. Uh, shout out to them. It's a big day. I think Carly, Carly's second senior day probably. Probably, honestly. Probably yeah, I, I would guess she got one at EIU because yeah. she was a senior last yeah, year. Yeah, first one for Yamiah, so <laughs> probably, probably a big day for her and her family. Uh, always want to win on senior day. I hate losing that one, especially mm-hmm. since we do with a women's senior day after the game. Right. So it just makes the whole thing so much better when you win. It is. And, and, and I will say one thing about this senior class, too. So, like, I'm a senior. So it's like the first year, like my freshman year, I remember it was an exhibition game against, like, Georgetown or something like that. It was the first women's basketball game Georgetown I went to. Georgetown College, not Georgetown Yeah, Georgetown University. College, my bad. Um, but yeah, like that was the first ever women's basketball game I went to. And it was, um, I wrote, I wrote this down like two seconds ago, but it was like Casey Kidwell and Maggie Knowles dropped like 25 points in that game combined. And I was like, Ooh, this women's basketball game or this women's basketball team is going to be kind of fun. Yeah. That Knowles kid can kind of shoot, huh? She sure can. Um, but, but no, I was just, I was sitting there after the game yesterday and I was like, dang, that was our last home game. Yeah. And like we're in the same class. Yeah. How how do you feel now? I mean, I mean, I'm going to be here for a while. Do you but feel like, old? I, I, it does make me feel a little bit old because I was like, dang, that feels like last year. <laughs> oh, boy. I just, yeah. But, yeah, congrats to those seniors. So. Congrats to you. Yeah. You've <laughs> been to the OVC tournament for the women's basketball in four straight seasons. It's I all, sure, all Alex Allen. Take all the credit. I absolutely will. Well, <laughs> we're done with home basketball in the Dunn Center this year. We sure are. We are never going to play OVC basketball in the Dunn Center again. No, we are not. No, we that are crazy. not. And guess what? The women, they ended it pretty well. They sure did. Was eight or nine straight wins in the Dunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twelve and one in the Dunn this season. Their one loss was to that UT Martin team for some reason. Um, without they, they we're missing a couple players in that game. Let's not like everybody. Let's not let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Carly Pace did not play in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's an important fact to remember. But twelve and one at home, you'll take that every day of the week. Yes, sir. 
teams that aren't at home, softball. Alex, no. talk about the, the old softball team 37. Team 37. Um, so they opened their season uh, last week or a week and a half ago now at the Stinger Classic at uh, Alabama State. Govs opened the season on Friday with back-to-back wins, 14-0 win against Purdue-Fort Wayne. Followed up with a 6-0 win against Alabama State. Uh, the, ne- the next day, uh, close win against uh, the College of Charleston, it was 2-1. And then you follow it up again with a 6-1 victory against host Alabama State. Um, and then Sunday, you lose a close one to College of Charleston. Really came down to the end of the seventh inning in that one. Um, but overall, Team 37 looks really good. And they, they were receiving votes in one of the national polls for the first time ever. That's huge. That, that is huge. I mean, I think they received two votes in the poll, and it was, you know, Sarge, Chris Austin. Um, he texts me, and he's like, hey, we're receiving votes. And I'm like, for, for what? Like mid-major or something? He's like, no, we are receiving votes. NFCA, National Fast Pitch Coaches Association. Yes, sir. And um, – so, like, I, I was looking it up, and, like, he and I were talking about it, and it was, you know, first time in program history, and it was, yeah. But, I mean, I think that just goes to show just how good Team 37 is. I mean, I, mean, I know it was talked about a lot last year with Team 36, whenever you had Kelsey Gross and a lot of, the, a lot of those other players. But this year, I mean, this, this is a very good team. Um, and they, they definitely showed it over that first weekend. I think they're showing it the second weekend, too. They sure are. A couple big wins to start mm-hmm. the, uh, what are that, the FGCU Invitational? Yes, sir. So um, so they dropped two two games to start the Invitational. You fall 4-5 to five to Memphis and 2-4 to four to Boston College. But you followed up yesterday, it would have been, um, with a 9-6 to six victory over Memphis. So you get your revenge over the Tigers. And then you pick up a 3-1 to one victory against host Florida Gulf Coast. Who's well, going to be in your conference? Oh yeah, and, and that's that's one of the best teams in the A Sun too. I mean, the A Sun softball is really it's like it's A Sun softball and baseball are really good. They are very good. So I mean, you can go and beat one of those top teams because it's like it, it's Liberty and it's Florida Gulf Coast in A Sun softball. So I mean, that win yesterday, like it was it was a three to one win, but I mean that was just such a huge win. Um, and they're gonna they're actually facing FGCU right now. Um, they, I think, just we are recording just this podcast on a Sunday morning. So the Cavs are playing the goal, or not the Golden Eagles, just the, Eagles, just the Eagles, just the Eagles, right at this very moment. Wish we could have those results for you, but uh, not yet. Tune in next week, and we'll tell you all about that game. We sure will. But, but no, I mean, going going back to just how Team Thirty Sevens looked this year. I mean, when you got a player like Lexi Osowski batting five sixty seven, she's hitting um, five sixty seven for hitting. the first two weeks. That's not bad. That's not – I mean, and you got to remember, she, she's a top 15 hitter in the NCAA. Like, we're not talking about, oh, you know, she's just – no. She's, she's good in the OVC. No, she's good in the country. She sure is. I mean, she's got 17 hits. Uh, Bailey Shorter got her first action at the FGCU Invitational this season. Right now she's batting three fifty-seven. Um, Mia Clark has 10 RBIs. Sir, I would so like far. for you to talk about the best pitcher in the OVC. Jordan Benefil. Three and one. Three and one. Uh, she's got a 1.7 ERA, 28 strikeouts. Is that good? You know how many I, innings? Um, thirty-six innings. Twenty-eight and thirty-six. Yeah. Okay. And and I mean I would expect that number to get. No. Unlocked. Yeah. The 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 stand like the the number for the good K's per nine numbers. You want to strike out one or more batters in inning. Right. So she's facing some good teams. So I imagine that number is going to pick up as she starts to uh, starts right. to get after it. Right. And I mean, but, but I mean, she's she's been solid all year. And I mean that that's going to continue throughout the year too. Um, and then we, fresh freshman pitcher too. That you know, gov or you know, people that are going to be watching the gov should definitely be 
looking out for overall. Samantha Miner. Miner, yeah. Miner. Um, she's got she's picked up three wins early this season. She's, That's not bad. No, not very. She's got a two point three seven ERA. Um, her first ever game was in that. It was in that Alabama State game last week, I want to say, and it was it was a shutout. Pretty good way to start out your career. You'll take it. You sure will. But As compared no. to the giving up run situation. Yeah, let's. You don't want to do that. But no, overall softball looking very good. Track and field teams looking good too. Headed into the OVC Championship Week, had a one last tune-up before that. That was at the Bulldog Invitational, Samford's event in Birmingham. Uh, three event winners for the Guffs. Started out with uh, Michaela Smith winning the 800 meters with a time of 2.13.67. It was her first victory in the 800 this season and the third of her career. And then here you go. Another first-time event winner for the Guffs, Sarah Martin, went out and won okay. the 5,000 with a time of 18.35.64. Hats off to her. Carry that momentum right into the OVC Championships and just go just go make it two in a row, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, win, just win back-to-back. And then uh Four by four hundred meter relay team got the final event win. It was a season best time of thirty, or excuse me, three forty nine fifty to beat McNeese State, South Carolina State, Louisiana Monroe, among others. The team was made up of Alana Johnson, Lauren Lewis, Kyra Wilder, and no surprise here, Flash Kanisha Phillips. Say it isn't so. I mean, shocker! You got Kanisha Phillips on your team. You want a race? I oh. don't believe you. <laughs> you know what else happened after the uh, Bulldog Invitational and all those wins? What is that? Kanisha Phillips, five straight OVC Female Track Athlete of the Week awards. Is anybody else trying? It's her award. Is anybody I mean, else trying? No, no. Nobody needs the, to. This, the only thing, there's two people that compare to the dominant stretch of OVC Player of the Weeks like this. Okay. Can you name them off the top of your head? Terry Taylor. Correct. That is the one. The other was a female. Brooke? Nope. You're in the right sport. Jolanda? Nope. I said you were in the right sport. Oh, you're talking about Brooke Armstead. I was yeah. thinking of Brooke Moore. Oh. Oh. Um, so, so it's, vo- so it's it, volleyball. It's volleyball. Um, who is it? It's the Kristen Stucker Setter of the Week Award. I, you might not have been tuned in to Austin I, I, Volleyball I, was, I wasn't that watching volleyball back like then. Kristen Stucker won the OVC Setter of the Week Award for like 19 months in a row. It's pretty good. Not weeks, just every <laughs> just like months. they were giving it to her in the off season. Like ah, she probably set somebody up in practice to just give it to her again. It was insane how many times she won that award. But we were running a one setter system back then instead mm-hmm. of the two or three we're running now. Right. And Stucker was just throwing up so many assists every week. It was insane. A lot of those fifty assist games. Yeah, a lot, a <laughs> lot. So, good. we're tossing Kanisha Phillips in the Kristen Stucker Terry Taylor realm <laughs> for Player of the Week awards at this point because five in a row, she had a three. T- or, Excuse me. Top five finishes in three of the four events she competed in. She was fourth in the 400, second in the 200, and she helped win with the 4 by 400 meter relay. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it now. If they give out an MVP at the OVC Indoor Track and Field Championship, we know it is. I'll put my money on her. Oh, yeah. I put the bank on her. Put the house. Put the house on her. There you go. Well, Alex? Yes. There's a men's tennis team. There is a men's tennis team. And they happen to be on a bit of a heater. They are quite good right now. Um, so men's tennis are they're three and one this season so far. Um, they've won their last three. It's their best start since 2015. But starting out with last week, the Gubs win a five, five to two match against Cumberland. Um, they drop doubles in that one. They come storming back. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Gubs beat Cumberland five to two. Follow it up next day with a five two victory against Oakland City. Um, you know, that was their second straight win of the season. The Mighty Oaks. The Mighty Oaks of, Oak- of Oakland City. City. Yes, the Mighty Oaks. One of the best mascots in the 
NCAA. What makes an oak so mighty, one might ask? It's a, it's a question to ponder as you go about your Sunday afternoon. It's just a great tree, I guess. That's I what you know. should think about as you go through your Sunday afternoon. It's a nice Sunday. Uh, yes. Pour a cup of coffee, yep. sit on the porch, mm-hmm. think about what makes an oak mighty. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. I will. Yes, I most definitely will. Um, so after that match against Oakland City, Anton Damberg wins his first career OVC Player of the Week. Woo! Woo! Um, he, it was the first first weekly award round of the season. Is he rocking um, the headband again this season? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been able to see look. any of their matches. It is. He's got some good hair. And when he rocks the headband, it looks good. Like the ninja headband with the tie in the yeah. back. It's mm-hmm. good look. Okay. Tell you. Let me tell you, it looks good. Very oh. intimidating for a tennis player, I feel like. I, I will have to go tell him that. Who wears it? Which one of the pro guys? Is it Federer? Not Federer. Nadal? Maybe. I, I think it's both of them. I really don't follow professional tennis very much. I'm I know Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. That's about it. I know Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic? Yeah. Did you see him throw it, the ball at Luka yesterday? I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a guy I'd want to make mad. No. No, not at all. But anyways. Back to tennis. <laughs> Back to tennis. Austin P. in particular. So Anton wins his first career OVC Men's Tennis Player of the Week. Um, he's the first player since uh, Freddie to win it, 11th player under Coach Brown. Um, pretty good. Um, and then on Friday, the Govs travel to Evansville, and they play Southern Indiana. Future OVC member, Southern Indiana. Future OVC member, USI. Um, take doubles. You pick up wins on your top three lines. Um, I mean, o- overall, the teams just looked really good, especially on those top three lines. Um, a lot of fun to watch. Freddie and Anton have both won their last two matches in doubles. Um, overall, like, I mean, I know you're three and one, you're coming off, you know, three teams that you expect to beat. But, you know, I think this is a lot of good momentum you're going to carry into the, you know, conference season and the rest of the non-conference slate. So, yeah. Men's tennis on a heater. Women's tennis. Tough start. It has been a tough start. Playing a lot of good teams. Yes. Um, so yesterday we played Louisville. Um, and anybody who says Louisville, Stop or whatever all the other pronunciations. Louisville. Uh, no, not, not Louisville. 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 As a person from the state of Kentucky, it's Louisville. Um, you, you should quit reminding me that you're from Kentucky. I don't like that part. I know. Honestly, me neither sometimes. Okay. Um, but now, so the Govs fall 6-1 to one to Louisville. Uh, Martina Louisville. Pa- yeah. Martina Paladini Jennings uh, does pick up a win on singles. Um, she wins on the number four line against... Um, it, it was a, it's a girl who transferred from Alabama. She was on their top two lines a couple of years ago, so she's pretty good. Not bad. Not very bad at all. Um, and then the Govs are, are going to take on Kentucky today. Today, this very day. Yes, right now, or not right now, in a couple of hours. Govs face Kentucky at like 2.30, I want to say. Um, and, and that's a good team. I mean, Kentucky is, I want to say, 9-1 and one this season. They face a lot of good teams, so. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's uh, going to be a tough opponent, but you want to go in there, you want to compete, and yeah. Baseball team got their season started. Yes. The uh, Govs hosted Boston College for a pair of games on Friday and Saturday right there at Raymond C. Hand Park. Uh, the Govs dropped the opener 8-3 to three to Boston College. John McDonald drove in two runs. I think he got his 100th hit in the game, mm-hmm. too. Um, I've really been locked in on basketball, so I'm not too I'm not too caught up on the baseball yet. But I'm looking right now. John McDonald's reached base safely in 22 straight games dating back to last season. That's what I got from the first game. Um, 
I'm pretty sure he got his 100th hit. Am I crazy? Maybe that happened in the second game. I think, I think, he, I think it was the second game because I don't remember okay. seeing that. In the so, drop the first one. John McDonald on base at 22 straight. Uh, Boston College's ACC team. You're going to lose games to them. That's yep. just how it is. It's baseball. Second game. Gov's won a basis loaded walk in the 10th. Walk off walk? Walk off walk. The Govs were down big. Big? They were down five to nothing. Mm-hmm. Then they were down. Yeah, so in the top of the fifth, Boston College scored three to go up eight to nothing. The Govs scored four in the bottom of the fifth. Boston College answered with one in the top of the sixth to go up nine to four. The Govs scored four more in the sixth. Two scoreless innings. Go to the ninth, down one, score one in the bottom half, hold Boston College scoreless in the top of the tenth. And they get a run in the bottom of the 10th with the bases loaded. Gino Avros draws the walk, and the Govs win. Two hits for Gino. There you go. Uh, two RBIs for Jonah Beeman and John McDonald. McDonald got another hit, so that on-base streak, uh, that'd be 23 straight games, if you're yes. wondering, for those for those of you keeping score at home. Good I'm, try- I, I'm, I'm convinced that John McDonald got his 100th hit. Am I crazy? I don't know. That, where did I see that? I, I have no idea. I mean, because I, I, mean, I was at basketball yesterday, so I've, like, I didn't see that the walk-off walk until, like, 10 o'clock last night. Whatever. Whatever. Either way. Baseball Gov, happened. Baseball happened. Go split. Go beat Boston College. Yep. Tough comeback. Hard game to win. Uh, it's hard to come back from down eight, especially against an ACC team. They're going to get at least a win in the series. Wrap it up today. Maybe win the series. Yeah. They're about to play in about uh, – Soon. Yeah, about two couple hours. A couple hours. couple hours down there at Ramos Ham Park. I don't think this podcast will be out before then. I'm going to try my best. But uh, if it is, and you're at this point in the podcast, go buy your tickets. Yes. Get on down to the hand. Go watch some Govs baseball. But, Alex, we have rambled on for nearly half an hour. Yes, we have. Because there was a lot to talk about. There was. But now we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back and talk to Shaylee Kirby of the Austin Peay women's basketball team. Right after this. Joining us on the PCAST, she's usually knocking down three-pointers all around the OVC, and today she's going to take a shot at podcasting. It's Shaylee Kirby of the Austin P women's basketball team. Shay, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. How are classes going this semester? Um, they're going pretty good. Um, study hall really helps. Um, it just helps you stay on top of your work, get stuff done early, so that way you don't have to worry about it on the weekend. So that's really just been my goal for this semester, just get stuff done early so I don't have to worry about it. Just you don't want to be doing a lot of homework on Sunday, right? right? Yes. So you have a lot of classes this semester. Uh, you're a junior, right? Yes, I am. Um, I have two eight-week classes, so those will be over soon, and then I just have three more to worry about, so not too bad. Week, the eight-week ones are nice when they're yes. done. They're not fun when you're doing them because yes. it's a lot of work, but... Uh, Let's talk about basketball. I want to talk about your first ever college game. You come out, you score 21 points, you hit a career-high six three-pointers. That's still a career-high. What was it like, or what gave you the confidence to come in and just night one be ready to score like that? 
Um, you know, just coming in as a freshman, I mean, and getting to play, you know, usually freshmen don't come in and play a lot. So just for me, I think it was just to go in the game and be confident. Uh, right before the game, though, during warm-ups, my parents did surprise me. So I think that kind of just gave me, like, another confidence level. Like, they're here. I need to play hard, play for them, play for my team. So I think that kind of just gave me the momentum to uh, keep going. So the very next year, you're – first game of your sophomore season you scored another career high in points what is it with you in the first game of the season um I think it's just I don't I don't know again you're just so it's excited just, to play basketball I again. think that's what it is it's just to get back on the floor just play you know kind of make my mark um I mean they know I'm a shooter so I mean that's just my role just come out and do what I have to do so you're kind of on a little hot streak right now you've scored 17 points at UT Martin you hit five three points you hit four in the first like five minutes of the game mm -hmm. You scored 15 at Murray. You've led the team in scoring. What's going on? You just seeing the rim really well. A lot of confidence, or um, well, what's going on? I, I think it is has to do a lot with confidence. You know, we're in that time now in the season where it's crunch time. Like if somebody's you know kind of lacking in um, other areas, you know, it kind of just tells somebody else, hey, pick it up right here. So I think it's kind of just um, playing together, ball movement, and just knocking down the open shots when I'm ready. Are you kind of in a zone? Have you ever been there before? Like high school, anytime you just you just go into a game, you know, man, I'm I'm ready to go today. Mm -hmm, yeah, and I think it just has to do with a lot, like starting um, the day before and then coming into shoot around, being locked in, ready to go, and just staying focused. So you've played for Coach Millick for two years, mm -hmm. and you've now had Coach Young for one year. What's mm -hmm. it like to adjust to a new coach? Um, I mean, it's very difficult at first, you know, because everything changes. Yeah, everything changes. Um, you got to face adversity. Um, she's coming in where you don't know her. She doesn't really know you. But at the end of the day, like, we all have a job to do. She's coaching us. We play for her. So, but, I mean, it's difficult at first, but, I mean, we're used to it now. So. I mean, a whole new staff, whole new coaching staff. Did you ever have to change mm -hmm. coaches in high school or anything, or is this the first time you've gone through No, that? this is the first time I've been through a coaching change and the first time I've ever had a girl coach. So, What's that like? <laughs> so you've, you've played for men your whole life. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Yes. Is there one big difference? or? Um, I think I feel like women uh, kind of see eye to eye a little more. but They've been in the exact same places. Yes, right? yes. Like so the men have played basketball, but it's a different mm -hmm. kind. Yeah. So they understand where you're coming from maybe right. better? Right, yeah. So is that like a nice change or is it, is it giving you a new way to look at the game or anything? Um, I mean, I feel like it has. I feel like she, she's she been in our position so she knows like how hard we have to work and what we have to do. So I feel like it kind of just like gives us that like again eye to eye like she's been there. So let's take it back to your high school basketball for a minute. Back to back state championships at Parkersburg High School in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good resume. <laughs> yes. What, what years did you win those? Um, my junior and senior year. Were you the only p college player on your team, or did you have a couple other people go play? Um, I had a couple other people. Um, Maddie Mays, she went to um, Ohio Bobcats. And then Brianna Wilson, she goes to Fairmont. So you guys are a pretty good team. Mm -hmm. But yes. you won the 2019 Mary Otruski Award? Yes. What is that? Um, it was a woman who um, – she played for Tennessee okay and um she got diagnosed with cancer and passed away and that was just a huge like award because she was the f um, first other woman to get that so then I was the other, I was the only like first so, yeah so it high school to the, to the best high school girls basketball player in West Virginia what did that award yes. mean to get um it meant a lot you know West Virginia is kind of a school that or um a state that everybody looks down on that nobody really comes out of so to me, I mean, just being a girl from West Virginia and coming out and being able to go D1, it's just, it just means a lot. 
So as good as you were at basketball in high school, you played volleyball. I did. You had a thousand points. You had a thousand kills. Talk <laughs> about you as a volleyball player. What kind of player were you? What position did you play? Um, so my first two years, I was just strictly front row. So I was just a hitter. Um, junior year, I was kind of back and forth a little bit in the back row, just for defense wise also. And then when I got to my senior year, I played all the way around. Um, it was just, I mean, between basketball and volleyball, it was, I mean, I had a lot of differences. I think volleyball was just something about the energy. Like every time you get a kill, it's just, you're yelling, you're in that like momentum, you just keep going. It's like just super hype. So I love it. You kind it. of play basketball like volleyball. When you score, you <laughs> get excited <laughs> like you got a volleyball kill. Yes. <laughs> I seen you out there too. I think you were a freshman. You're out there hit after a volleyball game, swing, getting some swings in. Could you still get out there and play? Um, I would definitely try, but, um, I think my knees wouldn't allow me right now, but if your knees were better, would, do we need to call Taylor Mott and get a tryout? Maybe, maybe. What about beach volleyball? There's, that's better on the knees. Um, it is, but, um, no, I think going back to, um, basketball and volleyball, like when somebody's going up for a layup, I kind of like, you, you might see me do my approach and just keep my eye on the ball and go up and try and block the shot. So I think we need to get you after, you know, your last basketball season, whenever that is out on the beach volleyball courts for one season. Let's get yes. you a beach. Let's get you on the beach courts. Yes. Were you better at basketball or volleyball? Um, that is a hard decision. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, if you ask people, they might tell you which one, but to me, I don't think I could tell you which one I was better at. Okay. So Vienna, West Virginia, Parkersburg mm -hmm. High School. Where where is that in West Virginia? What is it near Morgantown? What's it near? Um, it is near Charleston, okay. West Virginia. So it's about an hour from there. That's probably the closest. What? Tell me about the area. What does there do? What do you do when you're at home? Um, when I'm at home, uh, well, in the summer, um, I go on boat rides or like we go on the river or um. I go out to families and we have um, four wheelers and we do that. So I mean, people don't really think <laughs> fun in West Virginia, but Sounds I mean, like when you live fun. there, when you live there, I mean, you have to find stuff to do. So, so you're an aunt, a mm -hmm. very proud aunt. Yes, I you am. You have a niece or nephew. Niece. What's her name? Alana. So is it your brother, your sister? Um, uh, it is my brothers. Okay, you're, so your brothers, mm -hmm. daughter Alana. Tell me about her. Um, well, she is a miracle because she was a preemie. Okay. And she was um, in the hospital for a good while. So not being able to really see her, but just being able to get pictures and FaceTime, it was super hard. But um, they again surprised me at a basketball game. We were at um, Eastern Kentucky. Last and year, right? Yes, that okay. was the first time I got to meet her. And she was still just so tiny. But just seeing how much she's grown now and just how smart she is, like – it's just amazing. I just love her so much. That's cool. So your family comes to a lot of games. Yes, they do. And they didn't come to – the one game they came to, they really showed up at Moorhead State, <laughs> which is close to home. Yes. Uh, talk about what it's like to have their support, especially when they show up. And apparently they surprise mm -hmm. you a lot. Yes, they do. Um, I mean, it just means a lot. You know, being seven hours away, that is not the easiest job. But i just been very thankful and blessed that they've had the opportunities to come to the games they had. Um, my dad, he works from home. So he hasn't been able to come up like as much as he would, but just my mom being there. And then, like you said, at Moorhead, like it's close to home. So I had more family and friends come. I mean, their support it just means the world to me. Do they ever actually tell you when they're going to come to a game? Um, they do. They do. But Moorhead, um, it was more of a surprise. I didn't know I had that many people there. You but knew somebody was coming because it was close. But yes, you didn't know yes. you were going to bring, what, 20 people? <laughs> yes. And so they all had shirts. They yes, had, they, they did. Had your name, they're matching. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you get one of those shirts? 
I did not. They got to <laughs> no. get you one. <laughs> I didn't. All right. So what is your major? Um, human health performance. Human health and performance. What, when, do you know when you graduate? You're a junior. So is it next spring? Uh, when is it? Or do you have any idea? You could not have an idea. Okay. <gasps> what is your plan when you're done here at Austin P? Um, you know, I'm still kind of in that process of kind of deciding. Um, I've had some, like, some thought of maybe being a director of operation and basketball just okay. to stay with athletics. Um, I'm a very organized person, right. so I feel like something like that and just being able to still be around athletes and helping in that area I think is something I would go for. You've got a, a lot of experience as a college athlete, so you'd be a pretty good director <laughs> yes. of operation. <laughs> All right, so last question here before we get into our rapid-fire questions. Why Austin P? Um, my dad is from Nashville. I have family there, so that kind of helped um, my decision. Just again, family is a huge thing to me, so being able to have family um, means a lot. Um, the coaching staff, David Midlick, and the coaches um, and the girls is a big reason why I wanted to go here um, and just come here and make a difference. It's really why I chose Austin P. You've done that. Now let's do our rapid fire questions. Are <laughs> you ready? I guess so. <laughs> What's your favorite word or saying? Uh, I don't even, I don't know. There's nothing, nothing you're yelling all the time on the court? <laughs> nothing? I don't know, no. Okay. What's the last book you read? I don't read. Okay. <laughs> That's a fair answer. What's your worst habit? My worst habit? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what my All right, 0 for 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? I'm a pretty fast walker. I would say, I think I you do everything pretty quick. You've got, <laughs> you got a lot of energy. <laughs> I, I think, think I I'm, could do that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you go anywhere slowly. What's one rule in any sport that you would like to change or add? Um, one rule I would change. Hmm. I feel like I'd have to think about that. Well, now's the time. <laughs> um, Is there anything in basketball that you hate when it gets called on you? Yeah, foul when it's not a foul. I feel like you touch them and it's foul. I feel like Shia like talked it's a about it when fizzle. she was here, and she said women's basketball gets called a lot gentler than men's basketball, and that's what she wants to change. Yeah, I feel like they let men play a little more. I mean, basketball is a physical sport. It's and a contact sport. Yeah, and I feel like they they don't really allow us to play as much like obviously if it's a foul it's a foul but i think the like little touchy tacky fouls is i think that's something that needs to change like you watch the men's game after you guys played it and they'll get they'll get away with so much and mm -hmm. it would be a foul five times mm -hmm. yes okay that's a good answer what app on your phone gets the most use mm, snapchat snapchat yeah not tiktok mm, no i'd probably say snapchat a lot of people have been saying tiktok so What's the last gift you gave somebody? I the last gift I gave somebody um, it was my mom at Christmas. Um, so recently, um, last just well not just this last um, Christmas, but the Christmas before that, um, on December twenty first, my nana had passed away, mm -hmm. um, and then it's been probably about five years now. My aunt had passed away and they were both due to cancer. Um, 
So I got my mom made this like glass thing um, that you can see through with her, my Nana, and my Aunt Tracy. It was a picture of them. So that was the last gift I gave somebody. That's a good gift. Thank you. All right. So you're casting a movie about yourself. Who are you picking to play you? <laughs> um, I'd probably say... Let's say Ella Sawyer. You want Ella Sawyer to <laughs> yeah. play Shaylee Kirby. I do. <laughs> would you have an Australian accent in the movie, or would she have to learn how to talk like you? Um, I could have an Australian accent. <laughs> so you're going to have an Australian accent and be yeah. Ella's going to play you in the movie. Yes. That's the last answer <laughs> I was ever expecting. <laughs> I think only because we're around each other 24-7, so she kind of gets me and knows what I do, what she I like. She knows how to be so, you. Yeah. Okay, but perfect. <laughs> What's one embarrassing song you love? Hmm. I don't really know if they're embarrassing. It doesn't have to, I mean, people might think it's embarrassing, but if you don't think it's embarrassing, then it doesn't matter. Mm. I don't know. Probably the Mickey Mouse song because my <laughs> niece. The Mickey Mouse song? <laughs> yeah. Which one is that? Um, Hot dog, hot okay, dog, I hot diggity dog. <laughs> you want to sing the rest of it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you could go to any concert, who would it be? Mm. I'll say Drake. Drake. He's a good artist. Okay. Yeah. What's the one place in the world you want to visit the most? Um, I say I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. Hawaii? Yes. Okay. That's a good one. If you could have any three people over for dinner, any three people ever, who would they be? You said for dinner? Yep. You and three other people. Anybody in the history of all time? Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's a hard one. I don't know. Um, got two more seats at the table. Somebody's <laughs> got to sit at them. <laughs> um, Okay, we'll, we'll invite Drake. Steph we'll invite Curry, Drake. Drake. Yeah. Um, Try and get a woman in here. Um. It doesn't have to be a basketball player. Just trying to think of women. I don't know. Famous women. You don't have to be famous. Okay, my mom. Your mom, Steph Curry, and Drake. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> who or what inspires you? Um, I'd say who would be my parents. Just they're just very hardworking people, and like I said, just from them being able to take the time to come to my games just means a lot. So that just really inspires me, and just makes me work as hard as I do. Just so when they do come and watch, and I can just play my hardest and. Just make them proud. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um, the advice I'll give to my younger self would be to just never give up when things get hard. Um, just live life to the fullest. <laughs> take, never take anything for granted. All right, two more. 
the last one I'm going to ask you, what are you, or this is from our last guest, Cam Ruffin. He asked this question. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to make your life better? Um, to make my life better, um, I would say just, I don't know if it's really like make it better, but I've just learned um, just with being in college and my family being seven hours away, I think matured, I've matured a lot and just being on your own, having to pay rent, like just kind of makes you like you're a grown up now, like it's real life. So I think I've just, you know, had to take every adversity that's hit and just know that this is real life, things happen, um, and just see the bigger picture and just just be ready for the future. Perfect. Last question. You get to ask a question to the next guest next week. What do you want to ask? Mm. Um, I would say well, it'll be nappy. Yeah, it'll be, you'll get the pick, too. Oh, okay. Um, coming in at Austin P, did you have any self-goals that you wanted to accomplish? Perfect. Shay, thank you for your time. I know you're busy with basketball and classes, uh, but we're glad to have you here on the show. And we'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River Life is older, older than the trees Younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze Country roads, take me home to the place Another big thank you to Shaylee Kirby for uh, taking some time out of her busy day to come on the PCAST and chat with us for a little bit. Uh, always good to chat with her. She's she's on a little bit of a heater right now by herself, scoring yeah. some points. Scoring some points. Who's not on a heater? Who's that? Major League Baseball. Oh, no, it does not appear that they are. Uh, Major League Baseball and the owners have decided to postpone all spring training games through March 5th for no reason, just like their senseless little lockout. Um they could have played these games. They could have never locked anybody out. We could have done everything under the old CBA while they were negotiating a new one. But no, the greedy owners were never going to do such because they don't like baseball and they want it canceled anyway. Uh, this is Rob Manfred's a dream to have no baseball season. He's loving it. Rob Manfred, the less baseball that's played, the happier the commissioner of baseball is because he hates baseball. Pretty, pretty simple scenario right. there. Makes sense for the commissioner of baseball. Yeah, nobody should hate <laughs> baseball more than Rob Manfred, right? Yeah. It's... It's crazy, too, because all the minor leaguers are starting to show up at spring training. So minor league isn't under... Like, they're not the in the Major League Baseball Players Association. Hmm. So they're not locked out. Good for that. <laughs> like my friend Landon <laughs> pitches for the Dodgers, and he's posting pictures from his locker in Arizona. And I'm like, it's just funny that he's there, but like Clayton Kershaw can't come, but Landon Nat can. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's dumb and silly, and Rob Manfred and the owners are greedy and hate baseball. And other people that are dumb and wrong, the NFL Hall of Fame <laughs> voters. Oh, I knew this one was coming. They messed up again and didn't vote for Reggie Wayne, which is yep. simply incorrect and wrong. I explained it last week, and I'm not very happy about it. It was a weird. It's a weird class. Cause I mean, like I think Jared Allen was eligible to go in. Like Devin Hester, none of those guys got in. Um, 
just a weird Reggie thing. Wayne. Reggie Wayne didn't and, get in. Well, you, and Reggie Wayne. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there, there are a couple of guys that definitely deserve to get in there, like Richard Seymour, um, Leroy Butler, the old defensive back for the Packers. But, yeah, the fact that Reggie Wayne didn't get in, Devin, Jared, it uh, – weird it, it, it's such a weird class in other news hall of fames that did get it right the austin p athletics hall of fame yes five inductees this past weekend bill alexander of the football and track and field team sean bailey of the men's tennis team reed harper of the baseball team marco eaton is it eaton or eaton i think it's eaton he's eaton marco Please. eaton of the men's tennis team and Bree jones of the track and field team they had a big uh, hall of fame induction dinner we're recognized at the basketball game. I know the baseball guys have been – Reed's whole team is here, I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Tyler Rogers and Ryan Harper, major league pitchers, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Throw out the opening – or the first pitch mm-hmm. on Friday's game. And then on Saturday, Reed Harper got out there and fired one in. Uh, did Raj throw it underhand? Or underhand, submarine? I don't know. I, I wasn't watching. First, okay. Like, I was busy messing with social media. So. I hope he did. If Tyler Rogers threw the pitch overhand, I'd be upset. Understandably so. He, as one would be. Um yeah, like I said, good weekend. Glad to have all those guys back. Glad to have all their teammates back, all their friends, all their family. It's a big weekend. I think everybody enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and it's uh, hats off to them. Welcome to the Hall of Fame, everybody. Yes, sir. Now, to the current state of Austin P. Athletics. What? Let's talk about the upcoming week. It's uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Softball's playing the day. Yep. Wrapping up the FGCU Invitational against... FGCU. No other than Florida Gulf Coast State University. Not state. Just Gulf Coast University. University. I'm trying to add all kinds of words to Florida Gulf Coast. FGCU. Their name is long enough. They don't need my help. So that's the Sunday game. Then next week, what's the softball team doing? Um, so next week, softball is going to play IUPUI. I, I, I can never – like if I wasn't looking at that right now, I wouldn't be able to say it. But So IUPUI, and then they're going to play North Alabama. Uh, the next day, they're going to play North Alabama again, and they're going to play UAB. And then Sunday, they're going to play UAB again. Um, so, I mean, all in all, out of those one, two, three, four, five games, you, you should come out of it winning four or five of those games. Keep that um, winning record alive. Keep that winning record alive. And, hey, let's keep on getting votes. Um, that, that was fun. Let's do it let's again. Let's do it again. Hopefully we'll have some more about those upcoming games for next week before. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're on the road a little bit this week, so we'll, yep. we'll, do what we be- we'll do our best with the PCAST. We'll do what we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, – Hopefully we get another episode out before then. If not, we'll get one out next week in Evansville sometime sure. during the basketball tournament. Baseball team, similar situation. They're wrapping up a series today against Boston College. After that, they're going to play a Tuesday midweek against Southern Illinois at the hand. Uh, the Salukis and the Govs always play some midweeks, always get some fun games on some, some random Tuesday nights in the middle of February and March. And then uh, Friday through Sunday, another three-game series, Bowling Green comes to Raymond C. Hand Park. Just going to play all the games at home, I guess. I mean, what is it, like 15 of the first 16 or something, si- something like, like that. that? Something like that. The first seven, apparently. Yeah, easily. So Bowling Green's going to come to the hand and try and uh, see what they can do. But uh, the guys are here, so watch out. Yes. Team that's on the road still and will be for a minute, women's tennis. Women's tennis. So talk a little bit about it in the first half, but women's tennis is playing Kentucky today. Today's Sunday. Um, so we're going to play Kentucky, and then after that they're going to finish off their – Three match home or three match road trip to in Kentucky against Western Kentucky in Bowling Green. Um, another another one of those matches that Western Kentucky is a very good women's tennis team, but you beat them in the past. I want to say you beat them was it last year or the year before that? Um, so 
let's beat them on their home courts and yeah and then the guys are going to take a trip to crush the hilltoppers absolutely just crush the hilltoppers but yeah where else are they going? I thought you were about to say somewhere else. So, then yeah, I yelled, after, then after, I yelled after, crush the hilltoppers. After, it's like two weeks from now, then they're going to take a trip to Florida. Oh, yeah. They're going to take a, their annual 14-day break in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. season. And we're going to play West Florida. I think it's like March 8th. So Down there in Pensacola. Yep. Little, uh, was it, right around spring break. Big week for think. the track and field team this week yes. is the uh, OVC Indoor Track and Field Championships in Birmingham. Probably back at Sanford's place, I would imagine. Uh, Cubs are looking to defend their 2020 title because guess what? They didn't get a chance to in 2021. They did not. So, uh, still, still, and still the reigning Ohio yes. Valley Conference champion. Two years later. Two years later, the governors are looking to defend that title. And, like I said, I don't know what events are being run by who, but I'll put my money on Kenesha Phillips, whichever one she's in, and I'll take Carlin shooting in the pole vault. And that's all I got to say about that. I'm right with you on both of those. Let's talk about some basketball, Alex, because, uh, Big final week. Well, the women are in, so for them it's a whole seating situation. For the men, it's are they in? Right. For the women, that's where we'll start since we know they're they're in. Mm -hmm. The women can be no worse than the number five seed in the tournament. With two games left, UT Martin cannot catch the Govs at 11-5. and They're 8-8, and which means the only team that can catch the Governors and knock them out of the top four is Eastern Illinois. Well, they can completely knock Eastern Illinois out of that situation on Saturday because that's who they end the season against. But if the Panthers were to win out and the Govs were to lose out, they would be tied at 11-7, and and the tiebreaker would come down to best against the top group, which I don't know what EIU has done against Belmont, Murray, and Tech. Let's just not worry about EIU. Let's let's pick up some wins and not worry about the Panthers. Looking ahead of us, mm-hmm. Murray State and Tennessee Tech are tied at twelve and four. The Govs can catch them. The Govs cannot catch Belmont at fourteen and five. There's two games left. Can't catch them. So, Belmont, so, you, so you know you're not the regular. You will not be the one. Mm-hmm. You will not be worse than the five. You'll be okay. the two, three, four. There's a difference though in the four, five this year with this year's tournament because the four gets a bye. And there's a big difference from the five to the two because the two gets a double bye. Mm-hmm. So. Tennessee Tech and Murray are both at 12-4. and four. Murray State has to play Belmont. Mm-hmm. I believe, this is, this is off the top of the head here yeah. with the calculations, if the Govs and Racers are tied, Austin P is 1-1 one one against Belmont, 1-1 right. one one against Tennessee Tech, and 1-1 one one against Murray State. Murray State is 1-1 one one against Austin P, 1-1 one one against Tennessee Tech, but if they were to lose to Belmont next Thursday, they would be 0-2 against the Bruins, mm-hmm. meaning the Govs, have the tiebreaker over Murray State, which means yep. the Govs would be the three and the Racers would be the four, assuming they don't catch Tennessee Tech. Okay. I don't know what the tiebreaker situation with Tennessee Tech is because I think Austin P and Tennessee Tech are both one and one against Belmont Murray, Belmont and Murray, mm-hmm. which is, means they're tied. So then I guess it would go to record against EIU, which if we win on Saturday, we're two and zero, oh, which means they cannot beat us in that situation. Mm-hmm. Here's where we'd be into trouble. If they are also 2-0 against EIU and the two-seed comes down to a tiebreaker and it drops all the way to UT Martin at 6, we are 0-2 against the Skyhawks. That's where those games come to bite you. I think that is what would happen. I think you're Do right. not quote me. I will not, but I, I think you're but right, I though. I think that is what would happen, and I think that if we tied with Tennessee Tech, we would be the three-seed because we are 0-2 against UT Martin. Okay. Hold, hold on. Let's see what Tech did against Martin. I mean, and... As you're looking that up, I mean, you'll still take like I I like the ladder for the ladder bracket or whatever you want to call Tennessee it. Tennessee Tech has at least one win against UT Martin. Okay, they will end the season at Martin. Okay, hey, 
So, hey, Skyhawks, you want to do us a favor? Do us a solid for once? <laughs> Please, just, just this one time. So, uh, yeah, the Govs would need, however, that loss, uh, they'd have to lose both. They'd have to lose both. Okay. Because we'd have to get ahead of them. Right, and they're a game ahead of us right now. Right, so, so they'd have to lose both. They'd have to lose to Tennessee State and UT Martin. Uh, so we are Tennessee State and UT Martin fa- fans. Yeah, quote t- air quotes. So uh, I think you're pretty reasonably looking at a three seed. Which I think you'll you'll probably take. Oh, I'd, I'd take that. I'll take Definitely. a three seed. I'll take a three seed. Uh, you'd love to get the two. You hope, but I, I don't think that Tennessee Tech team drops two in a row at UT Martin, Tennessee State. If we're being one thousand percent honest here on you the PBS, which we are, mm-hmm. but uh, I do think I do think Murray takes care of Belmont. No, excuse me, Belmont no takes why. care of, takes care of Murray, and that puts the Govs ahead of the Racers, which is which is a good position. That's my official stance on the matter. So we haven't even talked about who we're playing. No, we haven't. Thursday, Govs are going to be at SIUE. Saturday at EIU. Uh, the SIUE game. SIUE is in the playoffs. Playoffs postseason. They're, the, they're playoffs. They're the eight seed, I believe. They're the final team in. Uh, they cannot be out of the tournament. And I don't think they've been in it the past couple of years. So that's a big jump up for them. Big jump up for the for the Cougars. And then Saturday. The Carly Pace game is going to happen. Carly Pace returns to Eastern Illinois as a non-Panther for the, for the first time. time ever. She'll be a governor, and I imagine she's going to have something to say at Lance Arena. I truly, truly, truly hope she drops 40. That her, would just her be career great. high is 32. I'm putting it on alert. 35. I'm Easy. putting I'm putting it on alert. She is playing all 40 minutes in that game, and she is making all the threes. Let's talk about the men's basketball. Let's talk about that. They are not in the tournament yet. No, as they, of right now. At the as of right now, the Govs have not officially locked in um, a seed. So right now they're sitting at. Six I think and, they're close. Yeah. So so what they need. So you're sitting at six and ten, and you're the seven seed. UT Martin is four and twelve, so they're the eight seed. So if you win one of your next two games, so the men play. The problem game, is. The SIUE and Eastern Illinois sitting at three and twelve have three games left, right. as compared to Austin P having two games left. Because right. if the Govs were to go, if the Govs are to not, if the Govs were to lose both games and SIUE and EIU both won out, mm-hmm. they would be able to catch you. Right, and then it goes down to tiebreakers. Yeah. So it, I mean, essentially, what you need, you don't want. I mean, you want to win. You want to win both your games. I mean, I think I think that's obvious, but. You don't want SIUE or EIU to win out because yes, that that could drop you from a seven right now to a nine. If you win, you're in. Yeah, I mean, you if, win. You win Thursday, you're in, and you, the uh, you have at least six lock. and ten. If they get to seven, mm-hmm. even with three games left, the three and twelve SIUE and EIU cannot catch you. Right. So a win and you're in. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple. One yeah. win. And I mean, so I mean, the top of the OVC, like we know, it's Murray State. So that's a twenty-one team in the nation. And then you got Belmont at fourteen and two, so that those are going to be the Murray two State teams. has not clinched the title yet. No, they have at least they have at least clinched a share of it, though. Correct. So, so you got Murray State is one. Like they, they have clinched the number one seed at least. Um, no. Yeah, like they have they have clinched at least they a clinched share. a share of the title. That doesn't mean they're the number one seed. But but I I thought that the, that's what the OVC had posted yesterday. Like Belmont Belmont and Murray play. So they'd be okay. one and one against each other because Belmont would have to win out and Murray right. would have to lose out. But that would give Belmont a win over Murray and it would go to okay. tiebreaker against Moorhead State, which I don't know if Belmont's lost to Moorhead State. I don't know either. So that's head. what it comes down to. Okay. So I don't think they've clinched a one yet. Okay. 
So, essentially, I mean, like, you know, Murray State Bell monitored me or wanted to. Um, well, we'll see. Moorhead so, can catch Belmont. Moorhead can't. Golly. The, if Belmont loses out, Moorhead can catch them. Right. Moorhead lost to Murray. They lost to Belmont. They lost to Murray. And mm-hmm. they, Moorhead has a win against Belmont. Okay. Which means the racers hold a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Which means Murray cannot not be the one seat. Yes. Hats off to you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, at the end of the day, I guess that was just a really good guess. But, yeah, so, so we know Murray's the one. Um, Belmont is likely the two at 14-2. and two. Belmont Moorhead. could still be co-champions, though. So. Yes. Belmont could still be co-champions. Moorhead State <clears throat> at 12-4. and four. And then there's a little bit of a drop-off right there. So you got one, two, and three. Um, nobody else over 500. Nobody else, nobody else over 500. You have um, Southeast Missouri at 7-8. and eight. Behind them is Tennessee State at seven and nine, so half a game back. Then Tennessee Tech at six and nine, Govs at six and ten, and then we already talked about Martin SIU and EIU. So, if my math is correct, you are still a game and a half out of number four because you are six and ten. What's the Govs? The best we can get to eight and ten. The best we can get is eight and ten, and Simo is seven and eight, and Simo has three games left to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could still get to the. You you need a little bit of help. I don't think you can pass Tennessee State, because uh, I, mean, I guess you could. Tennessee State has what two left? Yeah, Tennessee State has two left because they're a game above us. I guess you could pass Tennessee State. I guess they, you could. You I don't, mean, don't want to be tied with Tennessee State. You don't have that tiebreaker. Right. You have a split with Semo. You have a split with Tech. Mm-hmm. That's just a mess. <laughs> the, 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 the the entire uh, standings are just a mess right now, but. Looking at it, you you have a shot. You need you need help. You can get a buy. You can still get a buy. You can get a buy. <laughs> but but you know what? What a turn of events. I know. Would right? that be? It would be great. I mean, from you know, a lot of people think that we're gonna play on day one to just hey, let's let's shock the world. Let's get a buy. Let's just get a buy. Let's. Um, <laughs> so that that's our expert analysis on the OVC tournament. The men's tournament's a mess. The women's is less of a mess. Yeah, I mean, like, there's still, there's still a couple of things up in the air, but with the men, I mean. You're pretty like, okay, these teams are going to be here to here. These teams are here to here. But, like, the men, no. We, we, know, we know Murray, and that's, that's really it. That's about that, it. That's, that's about that. it. Well, there's enough. that's enough of that. You know what uh, You know what these students should be doing now that you're all back on campus? And uh, you've been here for a about a month and a half, right? What should they be doing? They should be doing some community service, and you should check with uh, Katie Etheridge, Riley Flinch, and Matthew Fitzpatrick for all those opportunities. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can help out in the community. You know, Mana Cafe, Loaves and Fishes, many, many more ways to give back to the cultural community. Go see that trio, and they will get you pointed in the right direction. Also, you better watch out for your SB Save the Date. Yes. I hear that's coming out pretty soon. It might have already come out. And if it hasn't, it <coughs> is. And you should be looking out for it, because... Uh, those three are those three are re- getting the ESPYs ready. They're going to get that thing dialed in, and we're going to go back to uh, back to the old in-person ESPYs. So that'll be a lot of fun, and I know everybody's excited about that. Alex, yes, what should people do on uh, the website and social medias? So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, and on Facebook at Austin P Governors. Might be your best one yet. You uh, know, it it might be. You can also check back at letscope.com for dates, news, stories, and other things. Cody Bush, Nathan Palkowski, Alex Allard, Chris Austin, and myself. We got all the information on there, on there, on that website. Same thing. Uh, go Thank check you. it out. Schedules, results, recaps, previews, all of it. Go read it. 
read it now. But uh, when you're not, when you're done reading, and you know when the govs are playing, you're gonna kind of, you're going to want to come watch the govs. Yes. Don't don't you? Yes, absolutely. Every and time. How are you gonna come watch the govs? Well, you're probably gonna have to, you know, get in a car or maybe walk over. And you gotta put your shoes on. Yeah, you gotta get, gotta get your shoes on. Maybe chilly. Maybe you're gonna want a coat. You want a coat some of these days. Huh? Maybe a shirt. Yeah, that, I'd say that helps. Definitely the shoes. That's you're gonna want some shoes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else are you gonna need? Um, After you've got the car and your coat and your shoes. And you're already there. And you're there. So um, you might want a ticket. You might I want think? a ticket. And how do you get a ticket? You get in contact with our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. OVC tournament all session tickets are available online at letsgop.com backslash buy tickets or by calling the ticket office at 931-221-PEAY. Those are the deal. You want the all session tickets. Uh, you don't want the single session. I mean, you do want the single session tickets if that's the only option. If you can't make it to all the games, get yourself a single session ticket. They're available for $15. Uh, there are two sessions for every for all four days of the tournament. So if you plan on being there and being in Evansville for a while, get that all session ticket. It'll save you some money because you don't want to pay $30 a day when you could pay $20 a day. Pretty simple math. Easy math. Easy math. Baseball tickets are also on sale, and for the first time in program history, softball tickets are on sale. Let's Season go. and single-game tickets to watch the baseball team at Joe Maynard Field at Raymond Sahan Park or the softball team at Cheryl Holt Field at Kathy Maynard Park. Go online or call Johnny about those tickets. We need you out there this spring. When you're done with your uh, ticket purchasing, you should uh, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website letsgopcom backslash podcast, and they should do what? Give us a rating. And oh. or a review. Or a review, yes. Preferably a five-star rating. Yes. And a preferably a good review. Please. We, we, we'd if, like that. If we deserve it. Uh, no, we, we deserve it. it. We deserve it. Uh, Want to suggest a guest or let us know if a local or on-campus event that we should shout out? Uh, tell us who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. I didn't update that line, did I? <laughs> no, you did not. I did not update that. Tell, tell us, us who you think is going to win next Super Bowl. Yeah, give us your early <laughs> Super Bowl predictions for 2023. I have the Colts with Matt Ryan leading the way at quarterback. Um, give me the Titans with Aaron Rodgers. All right. Um, <laughs> tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to John McDonald's dad. Shout out to Steve Willard, who called his final game in the Dunstan after 39 years last Monday against EIU. Hats off to you, sir. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to the MLB owners, especially Bob Castellini, for delaying the Reds' inevitable and tragic demise. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Come ride with me to the distant shore.